Welcome back to the podcast. Um, Today is a very special day and a very special episode. It's pretty impromptu. I had this whole plan of content that I wanted to create, which I still definitely will create, especially as I'm entering into a launch season this month. More on that coming soon. But I felt really called to share something, um, not only because it is a more of a feel-good episode, inspiring, motivational episode based on something that really just triggered me this morning, like in a good way, not trigger in a triggering way. But also then I realized, wow, it's 2-2-2-2, February 2nd, 2022. So it's the perfect day to talk about some woo-woo things or meant-to-be things or some of the more um, emotional or feel-good topics that are needed to really find success as an entrepreneur or otherwise. Because we talk a lot about the strategy and the work that you should be doing, quote-unquote, or the work that you could be doing, but we don't always talk about the inner work. And the inner work is just as important and I definitely notice a difference in my business when I don't do the inner work. So for example, you guys have heard me talk a lot about Abraham Hicks on this podcast before. It's one of the only podcasts that I listen to religiously, but actually I haven't really prioritized listening to any Abraham Hicks episodes in quite some time, in a couple of months actually. So Today, and lately, the last few days, I've been wanting to get my energy realigned. I've just been feeling really irritable lately, been feeling really busy, really stressed out. I feel like my hormones are going crazy, like my skin's breaking out, you know, like your period becomes late, like all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, oh my God, like one thing after the other, like I just feel like I can't regulate my stress levels, you know? So I was like thinking, okay, well, what can I do? What, what am I not doing that I usually do when I feel more aligned? When I don't feel this constant tension and vibration, like ricocheting in my center of my body, which is, you know, your nervous system, your chakra system, and where really all of your energy centers are aligned. Like I'm just, I've just been feeling like a zigzag line like if I could just describe the way stress feels in me it's in my chest it's in my throat like my throat muscles become like tense and I just feel like there's like a zigzag line down my whole torso and I'm like well what the fuck like how can I make the zigzag line just like feel a little bit more like a like like a low low uh vibe (laughs) that's not the right word but like a more even kind of like chill hilly kind of squiggly line not some crazy squiggly line but how can I make it feel more like a little bit of hills like rolling hills or just a straight line or a dotted line that has some peace and quiet and some space in between I sound fucking crazy right now so I'm just going to go back to like the script that I had Um, But basically, what I'm trying to preface is that I realize that I have not been doing some stupid little simple things that you dismiss when 
you're doing them or when you first stop doing them, you're like, well, that shit didn't really make a difference anyway. Like listening to Abraham Hicks podcast or listening to motivational podcasts or taking time to meditate or I used to fall asleep with solfeggio sounds every night, but lately I've been um, like having guests and friends here. So I'm not going to be like, hey, let me put on my weird sound bath music to fall asleep, you know? So I haven't been really doing that stuff as much um, and I haven't been prioritizing it and it's kind of like, oh, well, what's the point anyway kind of vibe. But I started to then remember, okay, these are tools that I have in my toolkit to help me self-regulate and go from a zigzag line to a dotted straight line with some space to breathe. So I listened to this podcast episode this morning and it was all about how doubt slows down your dreams. And then I um, just became really inspired by it, right? So I'm feeling really inspired. It's, it's motivating me to create new content, motivating me to come up with all these one-liners of quotes that I wanna make and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, I should just spill my guts in an email. Why not? I have so much to say. I, sometimes I forget that I love writing and I write in my journal all the time. So why not start to take some of my journal entries and share them with you and put them in an email? And then I realized the date was 2-2-22, and I'm like, well, this is auspicious. This is meant to be. This is aligned. It's also the Aquarius new moon, meaning it's time to visualize what you want with no restrictions. So I'm like, fuck it, let's go. And so I sent this email to my email list, but I was going to read it to you today because I also think that it would just be really helpful for you to hear it in my tonality and in my voice. So with that, let's get into it. Okay, so getting right into the story from the email and just as a reminder, you can read this if you'd like, but you gotta be on the email list for that. So in the description of this episode, I will put a link for you to join the email list where you can get a deep dive into pretty much all of the content topics that you see me post about on my Instagram or on my podcast. I would say I go just as deep in email as I do on the podcast, if not deeper and more personal sometimes. Um, But it's a great supplement to the podcast if you want that kind of, um, if you're that kind of visual learner or if you want that kind of content that you could just put down and pick up where you left off. So getting right into the email, I'm going to just read it, which is obviously weird for me because reading is like different than talking. So don't let doubt slow down your desires. Little divine message inspired by a podcast episode I listened to this morning from Abraham Hicks. And for those of you who are listening to the podcast and on um, in the email, it is episode number 305, Doubt Slow Things Down from the Abraham Hicks podcast, Daily Inspiration. So you can listen to that one yourself if you'd like. But I listened to that this morning and that is what drove me to be inspired to write this. So when you add doubt to your desires, you slow things down. Think about it. When you allow yourself to dream, like Aquarius season encourages us to do, you go down this path of thinking about everything you desire. But then if you're like me and most people, you get to a point where you just stop. You stop yourself because you don't want to get ahead of yourself. You don't want to get your hopes up or because you literally can't imagine what your life would be like beyond or past that point. 
you doubt yourself and it slows down the momentum of your dream, of your visualization, and in turn, it then lowers your vibration. So in other words, you get that sinking feeling in your chest and you stop yourself. You think it's not possible anymore. You think that, oh, well, what's the point of me going down this path? Or you might simply not know what you don't know. There's that saying, you don't know what you don't know. So you might not be able to fully allow yourself to visualize what your life could be like or what a certain situation or outcome could be like because you just haven't seen it be possible for anyone else either. So if you're like me, this is probably how your visualization meditations go. little side note, I love visualization meditations because I find them to be the most powerful. I find them to be the most potent in terms of keeping um, your attention and staying present. I haven't really had much of a visualization practice anymore because they would mostly go like this, like I'm about to explain. But I used to do it a lot for finding a dream home or visualizing my ideal day to have better time management. And it's crazy to think about how this time last year, a lot of the visualizations that I would be doing for my ideal day have become my ideal day. Like having more of a productive morning, having more time to um, you know, do things like journal and whatnot and not just feeling constantly rushed and constantly like I'm in front of my computer. So just a little side note on that. But most of my visualizations go like this. I'm waking up to the sunlit room and this is obviously things you're visualizing. You're not talking to yourself or you're not supposed to talk to yourself. I'll be like, okay, I'm waking up in this sunlit room. I put my feet on the ground. I look over to the window and I look, I see these floor to ceiling sliding glass doors and there's a balcony out there and I see some jungle trees peeking over outside of the balcony. I go into the kitchen. I have my water. I make a cup of coffee. I curl into a comfy chair on the deck outside. There's the morning dew. It's just cool enough where I can put on a blanket or have some kind of sweater, but it's still kind of, uh, or it's just cool enough where I could do that, but it's still warm enough where I could have bare feet and not have my toes be like all white and numb, right? Because I get like really numb fingers and toes, right? Then I go back into the kitchen to make my breakfast or to get another cup of coffee. Wait, what exactly does the kitchen look like? I need every detail to be there. Mm, I don't know if I really like that kind of counter. I don't know if I like those floors. Wait, what the fuck is that couch? What, who has a white couch? Why is that couch there? And why is it white? Like, that would get so messy. I would spill coffee all over it. Um, then I wrote, this living room seems kind of small. I'd hope my dream home would be bigger. I probably can't afford that at first anyway. Let me just visualize the house I probably can't afford if I even can't afford any house. Ugh, I probably need to sell so many spots inside CEO skills this year to even get enough for a down payment. I'm so sick of moving from place to place. I just want a, a place to finally unpack my suitcase and call home. And it would just start to go from me visualizing to me interjecting things with thoughts and not allowing myself to actually visualize things. So I remember I would always do this one staircase meditation and you're supposed to get to the bottom of the staircase because you're going from your head to your heart and you'd 
um, then open up this door to like the perfect room where you just felt at peace, right? That's what the, the meditation guide would tell you to do or prompt you to do. And I would be so focused on trying to visualize the exact room or environment that I wanted because I thought, well, that's what's going to come true. So if I don't think about exactly how I want it to look, then I'm going to get something that's not exactly what I want to be. And I would just get so wrapped up in analysis paralysis and half the time I would be just sitting in a dark room because I wouldn't even want to do the visualization. I wouldn't even want to actually think about, well, is it going to be more of a castle style abode or is it going to be more of a colonial home or is it going to be a garden? Is it some kind of yoga studio? Like what is it? So I would just give up. And I would give up and go back to work because, you know, you have that anxiety that never goes away. And a lot of us, especially if you're listening to this podcast, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you just hide, hide behind work. So instead of doing the inner work, you go and you do the outer work. But what would happen if we actually allowed ourselves to dream without limitations, without stopping ourselves before we got to the point of that place where we felt satisfaction and we felt contentment and we felt like a breath of fresh air. Little backstory, four years ago today, um, I landed in Bali and before you roll your eyes, listen to the backstory. It was my first time traveling. I had to quit my job just to make, just to be able to take more than five days off. I didn't take off any vacation for three years and I remember I went into my job and I told them I was taking this 10-day trip to Thailand. It was in the end of January, early February of 2018 and that is the busy season for a lobbying firm because that's when Senate and, uh, and the Assembly are in session. So that's when the legislature in New York State is in quote-unquote session. That's when you go up to Albany, up to the Capitol, you walk around and you knock on doors, you have meetings, you attend hearings, you wine and dine people, you go to fundraisers, you go to networking events, you do whatever it takes to show face. So I had to do that from January through June every year when they're in session for half the year. And that meant that almost every week for those six months, me or someone else from the firm is traveling and a lot of times I did go up almost every week at least for a day um, maybe there'd be one week that I wouldn't go and then I would go again the next week for like three days I would even get snowed up in there because it's upstate New York and it snows a lot I remember I got stuck in a snow storm there for like a blizzard for a whole week and sometimes it was fun but it was a lot right so you were really encouraged to go and show face and I did that every week for six months at my job so when I had asked to take off 10 days in late January, early February, it was very taboo because no one takes a vacation time during the time that the legislature is in session, let alone at that time where things are finally starting to heat up and you're like being thrown at all of these meetings, you're, you're asked to go to all these fundraisers and whatnot. That and the fact that I remember... It was going to be a Thursday through like a Monday. So a Thursday, all these days off, the next week, and then a Monday. So technically, it was 
three weeks, quote unquote, that they thought I was trying to ask for off. So I had to quit my job just to be able to take more than five days off, a full week work week, even though I didn't take any vacation time off for the three years prior to that that I had been working at firms. But when I made that decision last minute to quit my job to be able to take this vacation, I had no idea that the direction of my life would totally change. I thought I was just being temporarily selfish and irresponsible and getting things out of my system, blah, 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 blah. At 27 years old, I thought that this was my last chance to ever travel, to ever do anything for myself. And I didn't even know that I would be able to come back to my law career. I didn't know if I would be able to go back into lobbying, if I wanted to go back into lobbying, if I wanted to continue to practice law. I didn't know. And I was just having my, you know, quarter life crisis that some people usually have at 22 years old or something like that, where the stakes are at that point, it felt like a lot lower. But I mean, now at this point, I barely think of a 27 year old and a 22 year old as having like way different stakes, depending on where that that in your life, you're still young and you still have plenty of time ahead of you, right? But at that time, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was giving up on. I thought everything was just temporary and then I'd come back and work in the city or work in, I don't know, LA or something and just be boring again. Not that that's boring if that's what you want, but to me, it just felt boring. I felt like I was stuck in New York forever. And so for all of those years leading up to that, so from like maybe 2015, 2016, 2017, when I was really starting to look at what was going on on Instagram and what was going on with content creation and what was going on with um, all of the all of the businesses that were starting to boom from influencers. Like there was a lot of fitness influencers starting to make money and I couldn't figure out how. And there was a lot of freelancers starting to travel, but they weren't travel influencers. So they weren't getting paid to travel, but they were somehow making money and still being able to travel. Like that all was starting to add up to me. Um, when I would be sitting at my desk in 2016, 2017, scrolling Instagram at work. And I'm like, well, well all of these people are doing this thing and they don't have a law degree. Like what the hell? Like I could do something like this. Like I could figure this out. Right. I'm like, but damn, like maybe it's because I have a law degree that I can't do it because I'm stuck in New York. My law degree is in New York. So how would I ever make money? What would I ever do? Blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was having all these thoughts in my head, having all these doubts. And so I just figured, well, I just maybe need to start fresh. And I'm in a fortunate position where I don't have family. I don't have kids. I don't have rent. I don't have a mortgage. I could just quit whatever. And, you know, it sucked at the time. I pissed off my best friend who I was working with because I quit. You know, she wanted us to like grow up and be the partners of the firm together. And I disappointed the partners because they were best friends and they wanted me and my best friend to become the partners of the firm. Spoiler, I'm on amazing terms with all of them now, but at the time we did not leave on good terms because they were really upset that I only gave them like three weeks notice and that I was choosing this vacation over like buckling down and hustling because they're very old school hustle mentality. So long story short, I had no idea that the impacts of that decision would be permanent and in the best interest of everyone around me because it felt like I was doing something really irresponsible, really selfish, and something really dangerous. 
We all dream these crazy, wild dreams, quote-unquote, and sometimes we even let, let ourselves dreams without limits, but as we discussed earlier, that's not always the case. But even that feels risky and like something we're not supposed to do. Like we're not supposed to dream about what would my life be like if I was able to travel or what would my life be like if even before traveling was really an option for me, I would look at all these fitness influencers and be like, damn, they really get, they really have enough money to, you know, go to all these fancy workout classes, gallivant around Manhattan all day, still, you know, they're spending like $36 a class on friggin' SoulCycle, and then they still can afford to go to these like nice cafes that I spend half my paycheck on, you know. They're still going to Sweet Green for that $8 salad every day. They're still going to Bluestone Lane for that $5 coffee two times a day. Like, how do they do it if they're just walking around looking amazing all day? Like, looks like they just get paid to try different workout studios. I didn't understand, and I was trying to understand. And so I sat there and I let myself dream, well, what would my life be like if I was able to do that? Like, what would it look like for me? I don't know. And that even felt like something I wasn't supposed to do. I felt very guilty for almost two years for starting to think about things like that. So I'm proud of myself first and foremost for letting myself get into that dream state and especially in 2017, starting to talk to and meet other people who did travel to many different, you know, international locations on other hemispheres where I was like, wow, it takes 36 hours to get somewhere. Like, wow, you lose a day when you travel somewhere and then you gain a day when you fly home. Like, I was just so amazed and I was getting all this information that I could get from everyone. And I let that dream state linger and linger long enough to become my actual life where I'm talking to people who it's their actual life and they're convincing me that it could become my actual life too, right? And these were people I trusted. These were people who I knew in person. Um, You know, don't fall for everything you read online, even if it's just me sending you an email or a podcast. Like, you know, obviously I can open up your eyes to something, but you should have conversations with people in your real life as well. And sometimes take them for a grain of salt, but sometimes... these people know you best and they'll know like yeah Nina you could do it you could don't you could totally travel to Thailand by yourself and live in a hostel like that obviously sounds sketchy as fuck if someone online is telling you to do that but like if my best friend from college is telling me that I'll be fine and he knows how much of a pussy I am then I'm like all right whatever yeah you're you're right okay so just as a side note you know I had a lot of fortunate experiences that led up to this. I had a lot of privilege. I didn't have any student loans because I had a scholarship to law school. And I had a lot of little universal blessings and bonuses that came out, which I'll discuss in the, in the next paragraph of the email, but you know, in the next minute of talking. But I didn't have, it's not like I had handouts or a security blanket or a career that I even thought I could take with me or come back to. I thought I was quitting and ruining and tarnishing my name in New York. Like, I thought that's it. I couldn't hack it in New York, you know, because that's what I thought everyone else would think of me, even though I knew that's not true. I just had a few thousand dollars that I scrounged together, which was more than I ever had at that point. And I had some bonuses that the universe threw into my lap. So things like getting two months rent back as a security deposit, Um, because when I had gotten the apartment, I had to put down $2,400 for security deposit, which was two months rent because I had really shitty credit. 
and I didn't have credit pretty much. When I started that lease, they asked for two months security deposit. And so when I, right before I left, my lease was expiring and that 2400 meant that 2400 security deposit meant that I did not have to pay my last two months rent. So December and January, I did not have to pay rent. So all of my paycheck was going into me and essentially it was like I got back $2,400, right? Also, what happened at the time was I had enough credit card points to get a round trip flight to Thailand for $42. Thailand was my first destination and then I went to Bali a week later for like $60, I think the flight was. And the reason I got that flight for $42, and it wasn't like some rinky-dink airline. It was China Southern or China Eastern, whatever. I forget which one it was, airline. Because my old firm would have me use my credit card for expenses, including fancy steak dinners. You know, all these weeks I was going up to Albany and going out to dinner with all of these other lobbyists and politicians and whatnot. I was using my credit card, and then they would reimburse me at the end of the month which sucked at the time because I was always maxing out my card each month, but it was awesome when I quit because then I still got to keep all of the bonuses. I still got to keep all the rewards. So it was actually awesome that I didn't have a company card and that I had to put it on my card because it really benefited me in the end. So all of these things lined up where it was really easy for me to go and book a quote-unquote one-way ticket. I didn't actually have a one-way ticket. I bought a two-way ticket. Um, I didn't take the flight home. I just took the flight there, but I needed a round-trip ticket for visa purposes and because I did think I was coming home originally, but then I just kept extending my trip because I was like, wait, I'm actually able to, uh, I'm actually able to do this for longer than I thought and it became kind of more of a lifestyle for me rather than just a temporary thing. So that's all besides the point. I just wanted to get that story out to you to let you know that it is possible that when you allow yourself to dream, like I allowed myself to dream about working online and traveling the world for over a year, things suddenly start to line up and then you just trust that the timing is right and you take action and you will get those hints and those nods if you don't have doubts like you're going to have doubts of course but if you let them slow you down and slow down the momentum then you might miss opportunity and another important note is that if you do miss an opportunity if it's really meant for you there'll be another one that comes but I just felt like I couldn't ignore the fact that I had an opportunity to travel internationally In the same time that I was, my lease was expiring, I was able to get all this money back that I didn't previously have. Like before that, I would have maybe $1,200 in my bank account at all times. And it was just a checking account. Like I didn't have all money to my name and everything. Like I pretty much just had enough money for my monthly train pass, a monthly yoga subscription, which I didn't even use. I was like volunteering at yoga studios that I didn't have to spend $200 a month on yoga and maybe like coffee and food and a bar tab once in a while, a concert once in a while, right? Like I didn't really have savings. I didn't have a nice apartment. Like I had cockroaches and mice and stuff 
living in my $1,200 a month apartment. And I just knew and trusted that the timing was right because I was talking to people that gave me the nod and the go ahead. Things were lining up. I was already letting myself dream about what would be possible. And so I was able to recognize what would be possible and take action. That decision four years ago totally changed the trajectory of my life. I honestly would not be here where I am today had it not been for that decision. I didn't have a home or a job to come back to. I figured I would wing it. And needless to say, along the way, I figured it out. I met a lot of entrepreneurs working at the hostel I stayed at who all told me about legal issues they faced as freelancers. They didn't have any contracts because they didn't know where to find any. At this point, I wasn't sure I wanted to be a lawyer anymore, but these conversations inspired me and gave me a new purpose, a new path. I started to think, what if I created DIY templates for these people who serve clients all over the world, who don't have access to lawyers, who don't have money for custom contracts, who really need lawyers and need contracts because they're sitting here telling me about all the people that didn't pay them or stole from them or stole their content or people who would flake on them or people who would ghost on them. You know, they were all confiding in me with their issues. So that selfish decision to quit my job four years ago and travel for four and a half months was the best thing to happen to me and the people around me. Because of that selfish decision, I opened my mind to a different way of living. I got to see how people lived all over the world, which made me much less ignorant person and made me more appreciative of the problems I do have. So I went from being worried about like, you know, the couple of cockroaches that I'd find in my kitchen (laughs) to being like, oh my God, I am literally watching like a telephone wire just burst into flames and catch that palm tree on fire that's like next to someone's home or watching these floods happen and just seeing that people didn't really have any kind of recourse or any kind of safe haven when floods and rain did come in or seeing you know how far the value of our dollar went not in a way to take advantage of other people but in a way where it makes you want to spend that dollar with them in the local community because it's at least going to go further with those people than it might go to most you know businesses in New York it's not to say you shouldn't support small businesses in New York and whatnot as well but I'm just saying that dollar will go further for other people as well not just for you but for other people as well So it made me much less ignorant. It really opened my eyes to a lot of the problems that I thought I had before not really being big problems now. I joke around with my friends now, like there's like kind of these little random ants that crawl around in Mexico and you can't avoid them. They're just all over the kitchen counter. They're all over everything. And (laughs) my friend was like, yeah, now when I see them, I just stir them up in my food and eat them. I was like, that's actually so true because what am I going to do? Like not eat my food because there's ants crawling? No, I just kind of like keep, I just keep going too. Like, I don't know. I've just found so much, like, I don't want to like gross you out. But like, I've just like found maggots in my food and stuff. And I'm like, eh, whatever. I'm just eating around it. Like, what are you going to do? You know, like you're not going to not eat it. You're not going to waste the food. You're not going to like, you're, there's no way you can possibly avoid if you live in a jungle you're gonna see wildlife right if you live in an area where there's a lot of cute dogs running around you're gonna know that they're street dogs and that they might just like 
eat street food and then just like poop all over the street and you're gonna step in it like I step in dog poop all the time like I would say I step in dog poop like every other week but like you know at least I get to hang out with the street dogs and they're they make me really happy and they all seem really happy right so you just like you open your mind up to new things traveling made me much less of an ignorant person it made me a lot more um I guess like easygoing too even though I definitely still have that New York lawyer type A control freak mentality compared to most people here. I'm not that way compared to, I guess, who I used to be or where I used to be. Not only that, I was able to expand my network and meet like-minded people. I was able to offer feedback and advice to a community of freelancers and entrepreneurs who didn't have anyone back then, especially who understood what the fuck they did online. Like, no one understood, oh, you sell Facebook ads? Like, even when they were telling me, I was like, Facebook ads? I'm like, people, like, how do you know that? Like, how do people pay you? How do you know enough that people pay you to help them use Facebook? I just, I didn't understand, but I at least understood more than people in a law firm in Manhattan would know, right? And people in a law firm in Manhattan are going to bill you $400 an hour to even listen to you try to explain what you do. And then they're going to research it and like research all the reasons why you can't do it and all the problems about why you do it. And they're going to bill you for that too. So there was just no way that these people would have answers to their questions or someone that they could trust to talk to about these things. So I was able to be there and offer them my perspective, my feedback, and give them some kind of just sounding board and and reassurance. So that was another thing that benefited other people as well as myself. But it also motivated me to start my own business, feel confident that I could make it work like everyone else I met. This allowed me to create my own source of income and this means that a job that I would have previously gone back to New York to take or gone back to a city to take was now available for someone else who maybe needed that opportunity more than me at that time who wouldn't have the opportunity to create their own income, to create their own firm. I opened up new doors to serve a new client base, a different client base that was previously underrepresented because they couldn't afford traditional legal support. And most importantly, I made my parents proud because I was no longer struggling financially. And like a big thing for them was that they were freaking out that I would have to pay like all this money in health insurance and that I couldn't pay for my health insurance. But then I was eventually able to earn enough money to pay for health insurance. I would say within the first year of my business, I was able to afford health insurance, which really gave them something... um, Like, it really gave them peace of mind. Um, It was something that was really worrying them. They're just, you know, they're they're parents like that. And they're, you know, they think, like, I don't know. We're such such a millennial thing to not really care about health insurance, but my parents are boomers. So the most relevant to this topic and what I've been talking about lately is I learned how to market and sell digital products, my contract templates, And within two years, I four times, I quadrupled my salary at my last law firm through solely passive income products. This gave me the skill set and experience needed to help others carve their own path and find their own passive income products, right? Or 
find their own financial time location freedom, find their own definition of what that means to them. That's what I'm here to talk about today. That's what I'm here to do with you. And long story short, my decision to dream without limits felt irresponsible at first. But in the end, it was exactly what I needed to become more responsible for my growth, my actions, and the implications of those actions on other people. So please use this energy portal from today, 2-2-22, through Tuesday, 2-22-22, to dream without limits. And if you dream of living a time, location, or financial free life, I've got some ways to help depending on your budget. So going to start from lowest to highest, I have tons of free content if you're not in a position to invest. I have tons of free content on the topic of passive income, not only on this podcast, but also on my Instagram. I even have a whole guide. If you don't know what Instagram guides are, you go to my feed, you scroll over to like it looks like a little magazine or a book, and I have a collection of posts all on the topic of passive income that you can scroll through to at least start to learn a little bit more about what that means in my world, in, this, in you know the sale of digital products online. I have for the lowest the lowest investment level workshop that is called the Passive Income Success MNR. It's basically a Passive Income 101 workshop where you learn the basics of passive income and selling a digital product online. We talk about how to market it, how to sell it, how to collaborate with people so that you don't have to be solely responsible to market it all by yourself because it takes a lot of time and energy to market a product and if you have other people marketing it for you that's going to buy you back so much time so for a limited time that workshop is available for $47 the normal price is $97 and that goes up when the portal ends on 222 that link will be in the description I also have if you want one-on-one support but you don't need to invest in a high ticket package or anything like that I have 90 minute strategy sessions where we can sit down together and plan your year of profit and passive income. We can chat about your signature framework and product suite to get you started online, your launch content strategy to help you make sales online, or your passive income products, which is a little bit of a mix of both. And we can talk about that in that hour and a half session. I have three spots available for February and the link to book will be in the description below. And last but not least, I have my signature offer when it comes to all of this type of uh, stuff. You know, I have my contract templates, obviously, but that was a pathway for me to find a lot of success in selling digital products and then package everything I knew about selling digital products and everything I knew about selling online and marketing online into one program, which I call the CEO Skills Encyclopedia. It's basically a place where I dump in an organized way, mind you, everything I've learned about starting and scaling an online business, I constantly update the course to make it a one-stop shop and the only course you'll ever really need. You get lifetime access and even after four rounds, I still have people from the first round access the course material all the time for refreshers and still come to anytime I bring on a guest expert, anytime there's live Zoom calls, they still show up. Right. So if you're one of those people listening, thank you so much. It means so much to me that you really use the encyclopedia for what it's for, which is a living resource for you where you can refer back to it again and again. You don't have to waste your time going through each lesson like you do in other people's courses. No, this is not designed for you to watch the whole thing through. Like it's organized in a way where it's a reference 
and you can watch what you need for where you're at and what you're prioritizing in that stage of your business and then the rest of the information is there for you when you get to it but we also give you tools and templates and trainings on how to prioritize so that you know what you need now versus what you need next quarter or next month or next year so all of that is in the ceo skills encyclopedia that opens up at the end of this month i have two versions a self-paced version which is just all of the the tips trainings guest workshops, tools, templates, etc., and a couple of office hours where you can pop in and ask questions in a group setting. Or there's a fast track option, which is everything I discussed above, but also you have some one-on-one calls with me, exclusive group calls and networking opportunities and things like, you know, um, tech support and stuff like that, like Slack support. So more details are launching later this month, but the waitlist link will be down below in the description so that's it if you dream about anything along the lines of what i've done reach out to me ask me questions i'd be happy to answer you or point you in the right direction for how i got started how i kind of got you know the permission from myself and from others to do what i want to do and just give yourself permission to dream big because your dreams are scary because you don't allow yourself to think about what comes next after they're they're done. You don't want to do that or think about that because there's some kind of comfort in having these dreams and having it be what you aspire to have one day. And maybe you feel like you'd have nothing to live up to or nothing to live for or no motivation if you accomplish your dreams. But what if you didn't have to think about what comes next? What if your dreams became more than a fleeting moment or something you wake up from and what if they became your new standard of living your new baseline and your new reality just some food for thought and like i said if you are interested in learning about selling digital products online or even selling services online i have a bunch of resources depending on your budget and investment levels even if it's free, even if you have zero dollars and zero cents to spend, if you have 30 minutes or an hour, you can peruse my free content and still hopefully find something that will give you a tangible takeaway that can get you a step closer to finding that freedom, whatever that freedom is for yourself. So thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for listening. If you are part of the email list, um, you can read this via email. I did ad lib a little bit and like I riffed off some things so uh, you'll probably be able to tell what I read versus like what I was just spitballing but um, yeah there's a lot of value in the email list as well so I will also drop that link in the description below so thanks again for listening and I will be here if you have any questions and I will see you in the next episode